Welcome to the Tigers Only Podcast. This podcast teaches you about fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and everything in between. Today on episode two, Kelly and I kind of got into the nutrition basics. Uh, nutrition is a field where everybody wants to overcomplicate everything to make you buy their product or just to sound very, very smart. Um, Kelly and I are both coaches with Athletic Aesthetics, where we kind of teach our clients how to lose weight permanently, gain muscle, whatever their goal is, but love life while they do it. The protocols and guidelines we're giving you today are the exact guidelines we use with our clients. So no matter where you're at in your fitness and nutrition journey, you can start and just go along with the steps. Thanks for listening to episode two. Make sure you leave us a review and see you on the next one. Welcome back to episode two of Tigers Only Podcast. Thank you all for listening to the first one. Um, and the second one, we're going to be going a little bit more in depth and starting to get into some basic, basic principles when it comes to nutrition. Um, just because with this field, especially like the diet culture that it is what it is today, everything is overcomplicated. So like everyone wants to sound super smart and everyone wants to take the most simple, logical thing and turning in to this most complicated thing, which leaves a lot of people confused on what the hell they should be doing. So um, today we're just going to kind of go over some stuff like that, where you can start, enhance, and keep enhancing to the point that hopefully you don't even have to track food at one point in time. So um, Kelly, is there anything you want to add to that? No, I think you're right though. Like we do overcomplicate something that can be so simple. And oftentimes when I talk to people, it, even if it's like, literally an Uber driver. They, you know, you make small talk and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And I say, Oh, I'm a dietitian. They say, okay, well, what's the answer? Like, what's the secret? What's the key <laughs> to nutrition yeah. and success? And then they start rambling on about like what they eat in a day. And you know, it, it gets carried away really quickly, but yep. you know, there's no right answer. And I think that's so hard for people to write their head wrap their head around because everybody wants it to be black and white and they want to know exactly what to do. And it's just not how it is with nutrition. There's a gray area and it's a pretty large gray area. There's so many different approaches. There's so much, much mixed information. There's a lot of new research. Um, so to just to simplify it and to take it down to truly the basics of nutrition of, you know, a, a good starting point and then where that can take you through your journey is kind of what we want to talk about today. And, you know, there isn't a right answer. There's no one size fits all. If there was, I probably wouldn't have a job. So I guess yeah. I'm glad there's not. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, I mean, I guess that's a good thing, but um, you know, you really have to tailor it to you. And with this method or this approach we're going to talk about today, it can be tailored to any lifestyle, to any schedule, any eating habits and things like that. So it's really, you know, encompasses the basics of nutrition. Yeah. And I completely agree. Like with, when I go out, like same kind of thing, like, especially when people, like if you're out at a bar, when people are drinking, they want to know what you do. You're like, Oh, you're a trainer. So like, what should I do? Or like to do this? And like, dude, I'm here to have like leisure. So like, <laughs> we're not fucking doing this right now. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. I saw this, this, uh, statistic today that said 95% of people that go on diets will lose weight. And then it said 85 out of that 95% will gain that weight back. And then it said 65 out of that 85 will gain the weight back plus some, which will leave you worse off than when you started. So basically what this is saying is you're changing too much at once it's not realistic. It's too restricted. And then eventually, obviously you're going to rebound. And when you rebound, typically your metabolic rate's a little bit slower from being in a, a pretty large deficit. So then when you rebound, it's usually like comes back 
plus some. So obviously it's very irritating. And I know a lot of people feel like they've tried everything under the sun and they just don't know what to do. And what it kind of comes down to before we get into what we're going to talk about is like patience and consistency, which is not sexy at all. So when someone's throwing like a 12 week program and you'll lose 15 to 20 pounds in your face, it's obviously that's what you want to grab. And when you come to us and we're like, Hey, like you've been chronically under eating and yo-yo dieting for five to 10 years putting a lot of stress on your body. It's probably going to take six to nine months. It might even take a year. But if you come out the right way and we actually focus on your gut health and your hormones and your stress levels, then you're going to be to the point that you can actually eat free and still be able to maintain your progress. So um, just something to think about for everyone out there that's tried, quote unquote, every diet and still keep getting sucked into those same like ideologies of quick diets, quick fixes, and they obviously gain all that back. So um, the first thing we want to say is that I know everyone wants to eat freely, like to the point that you don't have to track things, you don't have to measure them, you don't have to do any of that, because obviously it does get tedious and sometimes it gets a little bit overwhelming, but you do have to kind of start with that, right? Like the basics that you need to start with is tracking calories. So we have this system we call good, better, and best. So the first one, good, basically just means aiming for a target calorie amount. Typically, for most people that want to be in a fat loss phase or uh, lose a, a good amount of weight, this is going to be a caloric deficit. But basically what that means is you're tracking uh, your food to try to hit this certain number. And that's really the only guides within those bounds. Um, now, Kelly specifically always likes to give our clients a little bit of structure there when it comes to fruits and vegetables, right? So if I tell someone or Kelly tells someone, go eat 1600 calories, you could do that in one sitting at Golden Corral. You could do that anywhere <laughs> very quickly. Uh, so just a little bit of structure, making sure you're like hitting your calories or being a hundred over or under, um, just getting as close to it as you can without stressing out. Um, and then making sure you're getting two servings of fruits and vegetables in there as well. Thank yeah. You. And with the good tier, you know, with our own clients, I kind of compare it to learning how to ride a bike, right? When you first start or when you're teaching like a toddler, how to ride a bike, you don't just send them off into the sunset on a two wheel bike and hope for the best, right? Like <laughs> it takes time. Like it would be great if you could, because I can imagine it's hard to teach somebody how to ride a bike, yeah. but you give them a tricycle first, right? One that they can touch their feet on the ground and kind of, you know, walk it at first and learn how to use the pedals. And that's kind of what this good tier is. It's just getting your feet wet in this world of nutrition and learning, you know, what 1600 calories or whatever the calorie amount is looks like, because oftentimes, you know, it's, you don't know unless it's something that you've been super aware of. And I think as coaches, it's easy for us to forget that because we've been in this mindset for so long that sometimes you have no idea where you are, are at calorie wise. Um, so just to kind of take it slow at first and figure that out and steady that level out where you're getting a consistent amount of calories without being too far in a deficit and under eating is key to the success long-term. Yeah. Kelly. So there are some people that don't know what calories are. A majority of people trying to lose weight know what calories are and how to track them now. But I can think back of a couple clients we've been working with or have worked with in the past that like weren't even ready to like count calories. Like it was too overwhelming or they couldn't get a grasp on it. So is there like a suggestion 
that you would have them start with before trying to like just jump right into calorie counting? So if that was the case, and it, it, it's true, it ba- it's so based on what you've done in the past and where you're coming from. And that's where we take a really good one-on-one approach with it. If you have no experience with it at all, I wouldn't even have you do that. I would have you start with keeping a food journal in general, just so that we can look at what you're eating so that you become more aware of what you're eating. And we wouldn't even put a number on it because we, you know, we don't like to get caught up in the number anyway, whether it be with calories or macros or even the scale, like numbers can be a really good thing for us, but it's easy to get caught up in it. So I would have somebody first just kind of journal their food so that you become more aware of what you're eating and really get a sense of your eating habits and your eating patterns. Because like I said, there's no one size fits all. So, you know, if we have somebody that eats five or six small meals a day, that's a different approach than somebody who eats two large meals a day. So to really nail down those habits first and become more aware is where we would start before we even jumped into, you know, tracking calories at all. Yeah, completely agree with that. And just for this good tier that we just talked about, in order to be successful with it, you have to track everything. Like if it's a day and you know, like if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And you don't think like if you like, if you're tracking it for a coach to see it and it's a bad choice and you don't track it, that dishonesty is going to reflect in your results, right? So when it comes to this first approach, you must track everything, even if you go way off way off where you're supposed to be aiming for it's going to help you just realize because if you track something and you get a blizzard let's just say a blizzard because i love blizzards um if you get like a small one and you track and you see it's like seven eight to eight hundred calories right away you're like holy shit that's half my food for the day gone was that really worth it like could i found something else to kind of kick like kick that craving but still a lot of myself more food for the day so that's going to just like kind of help get you a little bit more um consistent but more understanding with like food amounts as well so that's the first tier uh kelly you want to go over the second tier yeah so the second tier is the one we put we label as better so this is where we would introduce protein keeping track of your protein amount um so this you could think of like on the bike it's like the training wheels like now we are on a big bike like we're getting a little bit better Um, But we still have training wheels because we're not quite ready to go all the way yet without, you know, that little bit of guidance. Um, So we would have you track the same thing, keeping up with calorie levels and then a protein goal to go along with that. Um, This is where I think people's eyes really start to open as to where the balance is key with macronutrients and things like this. This is kind of that first step into that and realize that, you know, they're not getting a lot of protein in daily. And we talk so often about how important protein is and we preach that often, but then when it comes down to the numbers, people start to realize like, wow, I'm really not getting a lot of protein in. And so that's a good first step because that's normally the goal as far as macronutrients that we have to work on the most is protein. So I think it's a good second step. Once we get those two under control, you know, we can move forward, but to focus there first is where most people struggle. Yeah. So a majority of our clientele are women. um, And it's just like a natural thing that women typically eat less protein than men. And like, even a lot of the men we work with, they're, they're still under eating. But when someone's eating a third of the protein that's required to get the results they want, it is very hard to help get that number up quickly. So this is like a chip away approach. Like you're not going to go from tracking calories for four weeks 
into tracking calories and protein and after four weeks be ready for all the macros like it is a little give and take if four weeks goes by and you're tracking calories and macros and you're still half of what you need where you need to be it makes no logical sense to put yourself into an even heightened sense where now you're tracking all your macros and causing yourself more stress so before moving on to the next step up make sure you have a very good grasp and understanding of how to do this because if you jump forward too fast and you again it's a patience thing you jump forward way too fast you're going to ultimately fail and then you're going to probably revert back to the very beginning so um, this is where you just have to be like brutally honest with yourself before moving in any direction, whether that be forward or backward. Um, but yeah, protein is usually one of the hardest things to get people to eat because it just, it takes more preparation, right? Like if you go to a gas station, one of the only things at a gas station that has protein are like jerky, uh, like if they have a crappy protein shake in there, everything else is like carbs and fats. So that's very abundant and very free. And like, you can just grab a lot of it. So it takes a little more planning and like satiates you a little bit more, right? So if you increase your protein amounts, you do feel fuller, which if you're overeating is great. But what we've seen with the dieting trends over the last five years is that people are typically under eating um, for a couple of days, sometimes in weeks, and then they get kind of upset and they kind of go off the deep end, they overeat, which puts them in a total calorie surplus. So that's how that weight's typically gained. So just quick takeaway, before moving on to the next phase, make sure you master the phase before. Otherwise, I promise you will fail. Um, and, and then with the guidelines, other than macros, micronutrients are still the same. We typically give all our clients just a minimum guideline when it comes to like vegetables and fruits. Um, because when we're working on so many things at once, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. So just give yourself a baseline. If you don't get two servings of fruits and vegetables in every single day, don't, don't fret. Don't get disappointed. Just kind of look back on the day and see like, Hey, where did I go wrong? How can I better prepare to make sure I'm getting this in? Um, cause people don't give vegetables and fruits enough, um, credit when it comes to this whole weight loss journey. So the last one is best. Um, and this is probably where Kelly was about to say, this is where you're on the bike and the training wheels come off and now you're riding. Right. So right. best is where you're tracking all your macros. So your calories are falling where they should. You're tracking carbs, proteins, and fats, and they're all falling within five to 10 grams each. Um, typically, proteins and carbs can get away with being around 10 over or under. Fats are a little bit more energy abundant, so we try to keep them within five over or under. Um, and this will obviously keep you around your total calories. But when you do this, it's the best form of tracking just because you know how much energy is coming from each macronutrient, which then if you uh, are crazy high in fats and super low in carbs or vice versa, you can kind of approach that and see where the, the higher number of fats is coming from and make slight changes to kind of help those level out. So um, that's what best kind of looks like. Now I, I know Kelly's itching to say something about that. So jump in. Yeah, I am. So, you know, with this, I think with, you know, when I talk about nutrition, I use two phrases all the time and clients have pointed out that I say the same two things. Um, the first applies here and that's progress over perfection. Yes. And the second it's off the rails. I say off the rails all the time, you know, like don't go off the rails or whatever it might be. Um, but here with progress over perfection, you know, we do give number goals and yeah. we ideally that's where we think you will feel your best perform at your best 
and things like that. Peak energy um, based on what we've calculated and what we've seen and the research behind all of that with your protein, your carbs, and your fats. But at the end of the day, we're looking for progress. I and Caleb too, we do not expect you to hit those numbers exactly every single day. And that's why there's that threshold of the plus or minus 100 calories, you know, 10 grams or whatever it might be. Um, but at the end of the day, we never want somebody to get ca too caught up in the numbers of it. You know, we are just looking for you to aim for that. And it's a goal for you to shoot for. But as long as we're progressing and making good, healthy food choices, we're getting in good lean proteins, good complex carbs, healthy fats, fruits and vegetables, we're happy, right? So, you know, these are goals. And even though it's a third tier and we call it best, we're not expecting perfection here by any means. Yeah, completely agree with that statement. Um, because when people get caught up in the numbers, uh, we've had clients again like this that get so obsessed with the numbers that it causes their body more stress and they could be hitting their calories and macros on point but not addressing one of the biggest issues stress which causes inflammation can obviously put a halt in any physical progress that could be occurring so it's this perfect balance which is hard to achieve between like getting close to your numbers but not letting it like define your whole day kind of like the same mentality when you're thinking about the scale right you, if you don't hit it perfectly you think of it as a loss where we look at it as improvement. So um, that's typically the standard. Now, Kelly and, I Kelly and I have talked a little bit more recently about like a different approach once you've mastered the best, or at least you have an understanding of like what macros are. And that's what we kind of get into called mindful eating. Um, now, I don't like to call it intuitive eating because intuitive eating is like, listen to your body, but it, like, if you're someone that has been under eating for a long period of time or chronically dieting, your body's going to be saying a bunch of different shit all the time, right? So <laughs> mindful eating just takes a little bit different approach, um, but you can't achieve that freedom without knowing how to track macros and stuff first, because that's where you really start to grasp the concept of how much food you should be eating in the first place, right? So um, Kelly, what would you kind of like throw in there with mindful eating? Like, and and personally, do you feel like that's where you're at or what phase would you say you're in right now? Because even as coaches, we fall off the wagon or go off the rails and then we have to like <laughs> pick back up on a certain one and kind of go from there. Yeah. So in the past few weeks, actually, I think I've like transitioned through all of these phases thanks to the quarantine situation. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for a while, I would say March, April, maybe even May, I was off the rails, right? Because yeah. it was a new situation. It was stressful in a different kind of way than I've ever experienced before. Yeah. Um, and so then I worked myself back through it, right? Calories and then calories and protein and then full macros. Um, but, you know, since I've done this for a while, I, it's pretty easy for me to snap back into it. So I'm back at that mindful phase and this is where I feel best. Um, I don't track. I am very plain with my eating. I like the same things every single day. Yeah. So I kind of have a pretty good idea of what I'm, you know, putting in my body and what I need. Um, but you know, I also will be pretty aware of yesterday. I did a leg day. So I ate more carbs yesterday than I normally would because it's yeah. a bigger muscle group. I want to make sure I'm fueling that workout really well. And that is the ultimate goal for our clients is to be in that kind of mindset, right? Of, okay, I'm working out a larger muscle group. I'm going to need some extra fuel today. And like this weekend, like I know I'm going to refeed, you know, because I'm in probably a slight deficit right now in my normal eating and 
and then this weekend I'll, I'll refeed and I'll have a little bit more than I, I normally would. Um, and I think that if, you know, our ultimate goal is to get our clients to that point where they can, you know, reach their goals and achieve what they want to achieve, but be able to do it more freely and not with having to track every single thing that they put in their body forever. Um, because a lot of people forget to track or find it somewhat stressful or whatever it might be. Um, so I think the ultimate goal is to get everyone to a point where they can mindfully eat. But like you said, it's a progression to get there. And, you know, even as a dietitian, I had to take myself back through that progression to get back to that point. Like I was overeating probably every day um, just because I was bored mostly. Um, but I think with mindful eating, like you said, like it's not intuitive eating. It's not just, okay, my body I think my body's telling me I'm hungry. So let me just go eat because, you know, I don't yeah. have anything better to do or whatever it might be, which is what I used to, you know, what I fall into. Um, but I think it's instead being still aware of what you're putting in your body and the fuel that you're giving yourself, but kind of asking yourself some questions too before you eat or about what you're eating, about what you have going on, um, to be more mindful of it and to be just super aware of the food choices you're making, um, not to the point of obsession by any means, but you know, to the point of, okay, am I eating? because I'm bored? Am I eating because I'm stressed? Am I physically feeling hunger? Is this what I want to, you know, fuel my body with at this point and kind of going deeper with yourself about things like that? Yeah, for sure. 100% agree on that. Like, obviously, the ultimate goal is flexibility and freedom to the maximum, but still being able to maintain and progress with physical results and obviously mindset. But um, the biggest thing to realize is, like what we're saying here is, although that's, the goal, that's what we want everyone to be at. Some people will never be there. Some people love the fact they can track their food and fit in the foods they love. Or same thing with calories. Like, hey, I, I enjoyed what I'm doing. I'm losing weight. I'm still eating food I love. Then there's, and they don't have the discipline to do this mindful eating. And that's okay too. We're not knocking either one. But like, they're, like we've said so many times about just diets in general, there's not one size fits all. That's why there has to be so many different approaches to this for long-term success. So we're suggesting this kind of phasing like from uh, good, better and best into mindful eating. But if you find yourself like getting great results, feeling great on better or best, like it's okay to stay there as long as it's not consuming your life and making you like stressed and unhappy. Right. Um, or to the point you feel controlled. Um, and then you guys heard some terms Kelly threw in there, like refeeds and stuff like that. So we'll probably be doing episodes of our, um, which this would be a great one cheat days diet breaks and refeeds mm -hmm. like that'd be a really good episode um but yeah that's that's the majority of what this is and just kind of realizing where you're at in this journey and then trying to mesh up best um to progress through those uh like kelly said she goes through them pretty fast but kelly's been doing this for a very long time this is her profession she knows what her body needs <laughs> and when it needs it so um yeah that's the biggest takeaway that i want you guys to realize is that just like with a diet there's no perfect approach to this. It's a lot of just listening to yourself and what uh, is kind of going on in your life at that time. Um, and if you make it to the point of mindful eating, like let's say you have a vacation coming up, it's okay to jump back into tracking macros to like get ready for a specific date, but then you don't want to get stuck in that phase if you're, that's not where you really thrive. Um, so yeah, it's okay to jump from state to state, but obviously the ultimate goal is progression onward. So cool. 
Um, let's throw in a quick, because I don't want to keep us on here for an hour again, but let's throw in like <laughs> the stupidest diet you've tried to date. Uh, let's see. And I want to hear about the full experience. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I've tried them all because I take nutrition as very much like I want to try it to learn it and experience it to be able to help other people brave with it. (laughs) Yes. I, if, if it's out there, I've, I've probably done it. And that comes down to the famous apple cider vinegar shot. So oh, I, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, like, I don't understand, like, I knew nothing was going to change. Like I knew it was going to speed up my metabolism, but if there's all this, you know, talk about it, I'm obviously going to try it. Caleb, when I say I could barely stomach it, I have a weak <laughs> stomach anyway. And that's a whole different topic. My stomach is extremely weak. And so I did it for two weeks. That's commitment. First of all, two weeks yeah. of something that I hate, but you want to understand what people are saying about this, like increased energy. And I wanted yeah. to see if it's not true. First of all, it's, and I was eating normal. Like I didn't do anything, but yeah. when I say I could barely keep it down every single morning, I would barely have my eyes open. I would take this shot of apple cider vinegar worse than any, well, tequila, you can imagine, in my opinion. Okay. And I've had some bad ones in my experience. Yeah. Like it, I could barely handle it. It was one of the worst things I've ever tasted. Like, I don't know how people. Do. Did you dilute it or did you just take straight shots? No, I took it straight. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go all the way. I'm not a halfway kind of person. Like I don't half-ass anything. I, because people do dilute it, but it's like, ugh, if you're going to do it, just. Just get it over with. It, yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was my, that, this was like several years ago. I was still an undergrad when I did this. And so I was like very impressionable about things like this. And like, I knew it was crazy because I had, you know, I was starting to get educated on things like this and I knew there was no way, no way it was going to make any changes, especially with what I was eating at that time, like in college, like, are you kidding? You can't eat (laughs) Chick-fil-A three times a day and drink, you know, a six pack of beer every night and like expect apple cider vinegar to like save your life. But yeah, I did try. Yeah. I can say it doesn't work. Yeah. So that diet was, it's still around. Um, it's, I wouldn't even call it a diet. I would just call it more of a regimen because you're not really changing anything other than adding a shot in. So the science that I've seen on it is that, uh, it has pre, well, a lot of them don't, they just are said to, but the ones that have mother in them um, and they're done right can help with digestion because it contains prebiotics. Um, but usually it's not a whole lot. And then the only other thing I've seen it help with is just obviously pH levels of your stomach. Um, cause it is, mm-hmm. it is a vinegar and then blood sugar levels. Everyone's like, Oh, it helps your blood sugar levels. That's if you take it before every meal. So if you took a shot before every meal, it'd help level out your blood sugar. So the only way I can actually see people benefiting from it is with just digestion. And if they, if their pH level, I think if it's too, if they have too little of acid, obviously that'll help break their food down. So mm-hmm. they absorb more. So maybe they feel better. Um, yeah. but it's probably just more placebo effect, right? Oh, it's for sure. Placebo. Like, yeah. No doubt, because people were saying increased energy and your skin was so clear. If you tell a girl her skin is going to be clear, she'll yeah, try anything. If you tell yeah, me that, a, I'll do it too. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I have to remember who I'm talking to. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I mean, like better hair growth and all kinds of crazy things. And like, 
obviously none of them. We had a, we had a client, um, Vanna, she was, I think she's an esthetician. So she's really like, she works on people's skin day in and day out. And we had someone actually asked on a group call and she just like took the range. She's like, no, that's bullshit. That's terrible for your skin. Don't put it on your face. So yeah, <laughs> so I've seen people like do that too. And I'm like, Jesus, like anything that comes out in a blog or like people are just going to go do without even questioning it. So, um, yeah, I think the weirdest one I've done, have you ever heard of the warrior diet? Yes, I have. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. So I, this may be completely backwards, but I think I did it when I was like just getting into bodybuilding. Cause I was like, everyone's like, Oh, you need to get huge or whatever. And it's like, it's basically intermittent fasting to my knowledge. Yeah. And then you eat like all your food within like six hours. So I would fast until like 4 PM and then I'd eat like a large pizza and Chipotle and chicken wings and like just ridiculous <laughs> amounts of food. And like, God, that was the stupidest fucking thing. Oh man. Can't even. Yeah. No. Like my, but it's like, you still think it's going to work. Like you think, you, have hope. you know, when you're in it, you're like, Oh yeah, this, this will be good. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, probably what were your results like <laughs> oh like gi distress like stomach cramps like <laughs> when you go majority of the day not eating and then you try to cram 25 to three thousand calories in four six hours ooh, yeah game yeah over. Like, sounds milkshakes. uncomfortable oh Ugh. it was yeah oh god no no way <laughs> all right guys well thank you for listening to episode two of our podcast uh hopefully it gave you some value and if and anything you have questions you can hit us up on instagram um, I will link those in the show notes below. And then we want to kind of announce something that's going to be coming out um, probably the second or third week of October. We'll get a date together and like present it better for you guys. But we're going to do a free four-day challenge. Typically, we only do these once a year. The last time we've done one was last December. Um, but it's just a great opportunity for us to help provide you all with value to kind of decipher through some of the stuff that's out there. Um, so you're not being misled and to help you start getting results and just learn some basic fundamentals that are going to help put you on the right path for success. Um, and what we came to a name consensus, which was Kelly's idea. So I'll let her tell you the name. Wait, which one did we pick? Simplified success. Yes. Success simplified. simplified. We don't even know. (laughs) We don't even know. (laughs) Success simplified. That's what we decided. There we go. (laughs) And Kelly, what is the you don't have to go crazy in depth, but just really quick for them. What is like the basic goal for this? So the goal is exactly what it sounds like. We want to lead you to success and give you the tools you need to get there, but in a really simple way, like we talked about everything in this field is so overcomplicated all the time. And so we just want to work through the basics with you of really simple techniques to make healthy lifestyle changes for a long-term change. And that will ultimately lead you towards success. So nothing crazy, nothing complicated, just really down to the bare bones of, you know, what a healthy lifestyle and balance look like. Yeah. Completely agree and love that. So again, thanks for listening to our second episode, guys. Um, If you don't mind, leave us a rating and review. It's the only way to move up in the podcast world and we appreciate you.